0: Well, hello, and welcome to Off The Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name's DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the Metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, let's take a look at today's topic. We live in a strange time. You know, I was talking to my producer um, one or two podcasts ago when all of the uh, COVID crisis started to begin, and we thought, well, should we do one on COVID? And I said, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. Well, I just, ugh, I don't know. Then I, then, you know, as we're going through this, I feel I have to say something. I feel I have to give some of my musings. Now, let me be clear. I'm not giving any medical advice here. Matter of fact, <clears throat> I'm not giving any advice here. I don't want anybody ever coming back and going. Well, DJ said to to uh, take a squirrel and put it over my face and breathe through that because then COVID won't get me. No, I'm, I'm going to be completely away from that. I'm going to take a bit of a of a different angle here. Uh, an angle of 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 me, former cop, looking at this and thinking, man, what what are we going through? What do we have to deal with here? Now, first of all, I'll apologize for two things. One, if you hear any errant noises, uh, screaming, um, child screaming, uh, fairly certain they're not dying. Uh, Hey, we're working from home. (laughs) Everybody's home. Uh, Kids are home doing homework. Uh, Wife is home doing work. Uh, and so I'm going to do the best I can, but you might hear that. But then again, that is the world we live in for a while here. You know, my meetings here at work are all uh, webcast. And, uh, you know, we, we've met a lot of children. We've met a lot of spouses. We've <laughs> we've seen a lot of of uh, offices on webcasts. And, and we've just learned that, you know what? It works this way. We don't want it to, but... Right now, work is going on. And, that, and that's corporate. But I'm not going to focus on corporate today because corporate work can go on. Yeah, I know we've seen a lot of things, you know, oh, well, my, 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 uh, but there is no working from home. You have to come into work because you just, the work cannot happen on, unless you're here in the corporate world. And a lot of them are learning now that that's just apparently not true <laughs> because work is going on. For for many, for some, unfortunately, it's not. For some, you cannot do certain things uh, remotely. Uh, manufacturing facilities, you, you can't you can't manufacture at home. I mean, you're not gonna you know you're not gonna take your your, your Cheerios box home and and start putting them together. Um, so it, again, we live in an odd odd time right now. But I wanted to come up with some certain topics, some things that I've been thinking about. The first one, of course, is safety. Now, we all have to be watching out for that, right? We've all learned our, our, our new terms, <laughs> social distancing. As a matter of fact, um, I, I had to uh, I had to run into town this morning uh, and uh, went to the grocery store, pick up a few things real quick, and um, there was, there was a lady, uh, who, who could not quite reach something uh, on, on, the, on the top shelf. And for those of you who know me, I, you know, I, I live in the South. I've lived in the South predominantly my entire life. It's all yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, hold the door. It's just normal. And I thought, well, let me help her. would not even thinking about it. Frankly, I, I hadn't been out of the house in a while. I walked over and went to grab that, and, and it was like I was about to to, to shoot her and i was like oh oh sorry i just was just trying to help and so I, I i grabbed what she was trying to get and i put it on a lower shelf and i backed away and and she walked away from it and i thought huh wow i mean that's that's where we are right and yeah a lot of it's just confusion you know do you wear a mask do you not wear a mask do you wear gloves do you not wear gloves a lot of it is just we're learning as we go along here um and, and and as the police know very well, many times we learn incorrectly to begin with. And so let's focus over now to our to our, our police and our fire and our EMS. I mean there there's no there's very little working from home for the frontline folks. I mean I, I understood that that my detectives are, are working from home to keep them safe, keep them healthy and and frankly if something were to occur with some of the frontline officers to have a backup of officers that can come in and, and work the road. I talked to another, one of my friends who works at the sheriff's department here and, and his, his detectives are working in the office, but nobody comes into the office. There's no interviews being going on in the office. Um, If you go out to interview somebody, you do it outside and it's six foot apart and you know, certain cases are, are just frankly not being taken care of right now and it's not because they're lazy but it's because they have to watch the safety and security of the officers and the citizens for that matter but how do you do that being frontline how do you do that being the officer or the fireman or or the uh the, the ems tech who gets called to an emergency i mean do not go well, of course you don't, you're gonna go. But now how do you take care of that individual? How do you deal with somebody who's in the middle of a fight? Do you just stand back and go, stop it, quit, stop it? <laughs> you, you've got to get in there. You, there is no way to avoid that physical contact in some cases. I've talked to a lot of agencies that are looking for a solution that people can you know, uh, file certain reports online. And, and that's been out for a while, but some of them haven't had that. And, and and we're seeing a real surge in, oh no, what do we do now? And I don't want to call it like Johnny come lately, because it's not. I mean, you probably didn't need it before. But I tell you, one of the things it's really taught us is forward looking. And and if you've heard my podcast before, you know that I, I just hate the term that's because that's the way we've always done it. And and frankly, this COVID has caused us all to separate from that quickly. This is not the way we've always done it. We must find a new way to do it. I'm not going to sit here and prescribe any of that. I told you. But but I want my listeners who are not necessarily frontline cops or fire or EMS to, to think about it. You may be able to work from home. You may be able to protect your family you know, with, with, at all times, keeping them in and, and, and only going out when necessary. These folks can't do that. Soapbox here. Most of these folks make, in, in the realm of money, very little money. They don't do it for the money. They do it because they have a calling to to be that person that helps when nobody else will. And right now, we we live in that society. Right now, we live in a society of, let me help you get that off the shelf, running like your hair's on fire. And I get it. I didn't even think about it because that's kind of the way I'm wired, right? I mean, it's the way many of us are wired. Let me just help real quick. I didn't even think about it. And so... When you see those cops fire EMS out, right, give them some slack. If they're stressed, yeah, you think? (laughs) You think they just came in physical contact with 20, 30, 40, 50 people today in the shift? And you're like, well, they can have hand sanitizer and they can have masks and they can have, okay, great, fine. What about going home? They, They bring this... Home to, to their families. I saw an article the other day. There was a doctor that he actually is treating these patients specifically. He, he, he's focusing on COVID patients. And he came home and his old son wanted to hug him and he couldn't let him do it. Because he had to, you know, he had to do all the proper precautions. He had to he make sure he's completely clean and sterile and has nothing going on before he can do that. Our 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 first responders think about that. That's a heavy weight upon them. I mean, I've I've had conversations with many of my friends, one fireman in particular, who was, you know, whoever I come in contact with, we don't know, and, and then I come home. So what I would charge you guys with, I'm going to charge you with a few things throughout this. What I would charge you with is, when this is all done, when this is all over, when we've got a handle on this and and we are back to what we consider at the time, whatever normal is, okay, I better see a bunch of headlines of citizens bringing things up to the police department, sending thank you letters, uh, buying lunches. I mean, they're not going to ask for it. They're not going to expect it, but we as a society better do it because there's no more time than we need police, fire, EMS, medical personnel, you know, doctors, ER, Then now. But yet, when this is over, we better show some gratitude. Because they do it when m- most of the society would not. Here's another function I was thinking about. You know, so as, as I speak to you, I'm, I'm sitting in my my home office, under um, uh, uh, um, shelter-in-place order from my county. I live in the county. I don't live in the city. The city has a shelter-in-place as well. Uh, Atlanta City has a shelter-in-place. The state, eh, eh, just kind of, well, maybe. uh, We're getting there. But nonetheless, we hear these new terms. You know, shelter-in-place. You know, I know that term because my parents, uh, my dad specifically was in World War II, um, and used to tell me all the stories about these shelter-in-place orders at certain times because they didn't know if they were being attacked. That's how I knew shelter-in-place. But we're under shelter-in-place orders, very similar to earthquakes and 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 um, the hurricanes and things like that. Boy, that's new, isn't it? <laughs> what does that mean? Is is that real? Is it not real? Can I go? Can I not go? Does that mean I can go to my favorite restaurant? Oh wait, it's closed. Oh wait, I can pick up. I can take that home. I it's so funny how we still try for normalcy right the 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 citizenry is still trying our best to find that normal that we knew remember my term just because that's a way we've always done it we get in a pattern and and that pattern has definitely broken so we have to find a different way, but but these new orders. I'm sitting in this shelter-in-place. I'm looking out my windows. Matter of fact, as I've been talking, I've now realized that we have a storm coming in, and I'm under a tornado watch. Well, perfect. Why not? <laughs> you know, that's what I need during Zombie Land, right? But you know, and I'm gonna have some brevity in this, folks. I don't, I'm not making light of any of this. One of one of my good friends is going through COVID treatments right now, and and I'm thinking about her. And if you're listening, I, you know who you are. Uh, we're I'm here for you the best I can be. Um, I'm not making light, but at some time we have to go. Wow, this is this is like a movie. This is literally like what we've seen in some of these movies. But along with this shelter in place and all this new ordinances, I haven't seen any actual written laws come through yet locally, but. Frankly, when they say, we've ordered a shelter in place, that's an ordinance. That's a county or city ordinance, and there is law behind it. But I've read some of these because I thought, man, if they start doing this, I was actually having a conversation with my wife. If they start doing this, they're going to have to figure out how they're going to enforce such ordinance. That's rough. And as we've spoken before in other podcasts, there's not a police department I've ever worked with that had enough cops. We certainly don't have enough right now in this. And so what What are the teeth behind that? They're, they're meant to keep people safe, right? We see commercials. I was, after I picked up my groceries this morning, I went back to this gas station. It's kind of a, it's, nobody's ever there anyway. I, I drove through, I got out, gassed up my vehicle, and um, it has one of these TV screens on the pump. And the pump was doing the stay at home, <laughs> do, do what's right, stay at home. And I was like, I know I've seen that in a movie, but it's not a movie. But then I thought, or what? And, and before you think I've gone completely nuts, I'm not, I'm not advocating just go. No, I'm actually saying stay at home, please. It, it does literally keep those who are healthy, healthy. <laughs> stay at home. But, but what do we do for those who don't? And so I was reading my, my my county ordinance when it came out um, about a week ago, and I read the whole thing, and uh, and and it was interesting because it was, it got to the you know enforcement and it said and I've read quite a few others that are very similar and it said enforcement, uh, well the 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 county deputies we do not have enough of them so basically they're going to pull you over and if you're not. Uh, You don't have a reason to be out. They're going to give you uh, education and information as to why you should stay home. Y'all chew on that for just a minute. It's very akin to when, um, I remember when all of the child restraint laws came out. And for a while there, short while, there was a grace period. You pull somebody over, you tell them, here's why your child needs to be in this seat. Wagging your finger the whole way. You got, y'all can't see me wagging my finger, but I am. And, 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 and that's very akin to that. But then you go, wow. It's, a, it's become an enforcement function with, without enforcement, with education. So then you flip the coin. What education shall they be giving? And so I've spoken to quite a few of my friends again, you know, making a lot of calls throughout the day and talking to them. How's it going? What are you dealing with? Uh, You know, and and I found that most of them don't know what education they're supposed to give other than to tell people stay at home, flatten the curve, be healthy. You know, yes, they've been told to do this, but we haven't told them what to do. And no blame, just it's all new. It's all new. It's like if we woke up on Mars (laughs) and went, Oh, this is different. Oh, okay. How's this work? So, but as this continues, what the police are going to have to start worrying about a little bit thinking about is civil unrest. And I don't want this whole thing to go totally dark. Remember I, really kind of struggled whether I need, even needed to talk about this. But, you know, I was on the uh, the G8 summit protection team when it came to uh, Georgia many years back. And there was a lot of, okay, you can't leave your house. You, you have to, you know, businesses are shutting down, all this, for, for safety and security. And we were taught about civil unrest, people coming in to protest. And, and sure enough, that happened, and, and, and we followed the rules, and, and there was no violence, and, and it went well. But what we have to worry about in law enforcement, and I know the brains are already churning on this, and thank goodness we haven't seen any of this yet, at least widespread, is as these businesses are mandated to shut down, as people are mandated to stay in their homes, now we've got to wonder, well, how do we best protect property? Because folks, it, it, it's like any other laws, Laws are written for people who will abide by them. Ordinances are written by people who will abide by them. Not at all for those who are the criminal element. They don't care. They'll just still do what they want to do. And, you know, that we're watching a little bit for once the fear, if you will, dies down, will the criminal element start to ramp up knowing that businesses are empty, cops are elsewhere they're, they're they're with you know they're spread thin and people aren't even out on the streets the first level of force that we learn in the academy is presence just simply being there it's not really force like the citizens would think about it but what that means is it's less likely for somebody to commit a crime if a cop is standing there yes we've always we've all seen that one off but but still it is less likely But it's also less likely for somebody to commit a crime if it's a busy area, if there's a lot of eyes watching, if there's citizens around. Again, we've seen people that do that, but in general, it's less likely. But now we've got this mix of these businesses are closed. These people have to stay home. We've all seen the pictures online of streets that should be you know, packed with people, just hardly anybody there. I mean, I've got a curfew here in my county from 9 to uh, 9 p.m. to uh, 5 a.m. And you go, wow. But you watch. The police are now thinking, we need to extra patrol these areas. We need to make sure that everybody stays calm, right? We don't want that civil unrest. Right now, we haven't seen a lot of that, like I say, but as this moves on, as this progresses, we have to be diligent about that. We have to be very clear in our meanings and our movements. You know, I was just thinking about it the other day. Um, you know, my, my, my son, my youngest, is still in school, and um, uh, frankly, the old, oldest one is too, but he's in college, so it's different. And um, they keep moving the date of which we will come back to school and that date is getting really 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 close to the date that school was supposed to be out anyway so will we go back will we not go back don't know but as those dates are pushing and as the 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 shelter in place orders are extending and people who cannot work right are that is continuing it it's it's a it's a mix of will we see this unrest I hope not, but I guarantee you our our law enforcement brothers and sisters are thinking about this. And so, you know, we think as citizens, oh, well, we, we can't go out. I've got plenty of food, but geez, I wish I could go out and see a movie. And I wish I could, man, start thinking it through the eyes of our police, our fire, our EMS, our hospital personnel. Man, that is, man, I wish this would be over so that we could be safer. Right? Now, let me go off on a, a a slight tangent here. You go, the whole thing wasn't a tangent so far. Yeah, a little bit. Uh but the reason my podcast here is a couple of days late and I apologize for that is I've actually been working on um working with my my agencies on on the 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 COVID crisis. And uh I got to tell you no this is not product this is not anything but i mean you know i'm an old numbers cruncher here right i mean i used to do all this and and i thought to myself hey what if what if we literally added like a, a new call type or group together the call types that we see coming in that seem to be directly related to covid whatever that may be in your agency. I'm not gonna sit here and prescribe what those are because every agency has them different, but every agency is now seeing a pattern of these. Hey, these EMS calls, those seem to all be related to COVID or a COVID scare. Um, Oh, hey, what about buildings that are mandated to be shut down? What are we doing about that? How do we know which ones are being shut down? And don't give me that, oh, we know. No, you really don't know all of them. You may know some of them, but you don't know all of them. And I thought, there's a way to do this with data. And, and you know, my, my friends at the, the, the Florida analysts, um, listen up here, check this out. What if we were, we were to take the, uh, the businesses that are mandated to be closed right now, and we all have a, a, a business check uh, option? in our CADs and, and things like that, where an officer comes by and and we called it uh ten one hundred where we were checking a building, right? We would say ten one hundred Walmart, something like that. Um, what if we had either that, just that solely alone, or we we changed that with, with some type of call moniker that we could pull out of our systems whether it be an analytic system, whether it be a CAD and RMS, don't care if you're pulling it by hand, whatever, this still works, that said something like um, mandatory closed, mandate closed, COVID closed, whatever, pick it. Have the officers or you yourselves, simply hit those buildings through mapping to note them as that, or have the officers drive by Radio 10 100 Ten, one hundred, and as they go out and as they check these buildings they call out on that call type. Just like checking a building, slightly different term, right? What that does is that creates a data string in your CAD uh, RMS if you need it. Let's hope you, you don't have to write a report on it but in your in your data string it creates a, a set of breadcrumbs that we can now track. How often are we checking? Are we checking enough? Do we have an uptick in burglaries or some type of uh, uh, property crime in these areas that is out of the norm that have to do with COVID and the closings? Do we have that? If so, what do we do? We, We cannot continue to police the way we have been around this because we need that information in. As far as medical and things like that, you know, if this continues, I think we're going to start seeing things like whole areas quarantined. I hope not. I really hope not. But we have to think that far ahead. So, again, these medical calls that seem to come in, uh, you know, breathing troubles or whatever they are, and, and they happen to have something like that. Not saying tracking the patients. I'm not worried about that. What I'm saying is tracking the instance, tracking the the, the uh, repeatable uh, repeatability of these, and tracking the spread and growth in your area to make sure you have enough people and supplies and time and equipment to handle this. It's all at our fingertips. We deal with data every day. We can go in and we can go, hey, how many shopliftings did we have over there? Bam, got it. But what are we doing about this? It's easy. I've got it all kind of laid out in my head. I even did some testing on a couple of, 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 of programs that I have. Uh, some of them are Moto and some of them aren't. Don't, don't tell the Moto people I said that. Um, but, but I've done some tracking on these and they've all come out to be excellent, uh, one particular agency, I did some just basic bath on what I could find with some data they, they that I had from them that they that they trust with me, and I, re, I got them on the phone and I I gave a report back and I said, hey, this is what I found, you know, hot spotting and things like that, all the good analyst stuff we do. Here's what I found. Does this ring true? I I, I didn't ask you beforehand. I just jumped out. I want to see if my theory is true, and they said that's it. That's literally it. That's spot on where, where we need to be. So here's what I'm going to offer. You know, I, this is, wow. I'm just, can you tell this one wasn't scripted at all? I just sat down this morning and said, you know what? We're going to have a fireside chat about this, but here's what I'm going to offer. You guys have my contact information. I'll go over it at the outro. You know that. A lot of you know me personally uh, or or you know you've got me on um, uh, on Twitter or or uh, something like that. Reach out to me. If you want to have a conversation, I can go through what I've just spoken about with you. Uh, frankly, if I have enough of you, I'll put a webinar together. <laughs> I'll just put a webinar together and I'll show you what I'm talking about. I don't care what products you have. I, d- I don't care. I could care less. Um, again, don't don't tell Motorola I said that. I mean, I'd like you to have one. Anyway, but you follow me. In this situation, in this time, it's not about what products you have. It's about maybe I've come up with a bit of a, a help, not a solution, but a help on keeping your citizens and your officers safer and helping to track and keeping your property safer, and, and maybe I can help with that. If I can't, okie-dokie, that's fine. But but I hate to have something that I go, oh man, I wish I was back in the saddle, because this is working. This would work. I know it would. And just keep it to myself and go, well, oh well. Mm-hmm. Tough for you guys. No, I can't do that. Hit me up. And we'll get to the we'll get to my contact information here shortly. All right. So now, with all that heavy talk. <laughs> We've got to do some stupid criminals, don't we? Yeah. So let's take a look at our crazy but true police blotter stories. I I picked some specifically for today because I really wanted to go over the top with just complete idiocy. Why? Because I just did almost 30 minutes of, of talking about something we've never seen before that's really horrible. And, you know, frankly, we need to laugh. And... I laughed at all of these, so therefore they've hit my hit my limit. So check this out. So earlier this year, a 19-year-old man entered a Daytona Beach, Florida store and pointed his index finger at the clerk. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, like, like through his jacket or through his shirt. Negative. Extended his arm and pointed his index finger as it were a gun, you know, thumb back, <laughs> like it's the hammer, pointed at the clerk cocked his thumb literally reached over with his other hand cocked his thumb and demanded all the money in the register well the clerk assumed it was a joke because who wouldn't but the clerk i mean rather the the crook if i can speak who has pleaded not guilty to robbery was serious after determining the finger wasn't loaded the clerk emerged from behind the register because they were mad now and that's when the (laughs) that's when the crook ran out of the store and was later arrested and charged with attempted arm robbery. Not sure how that one will stick in court, but nonetheless, we'll call it terroristic threats. How about this one? I loved this one. This is this one this one sounds like it's gonna go bad, but it it boy, check this out. Two machete wielding men barged into a Sydney, Australia bar. Yeah, I'll repeat that machete-wielding men barged into a Sydney, Australia bar, demanding money. However, they didn't realize that the club was actually closed for a private function. Whose private function, you say? Yeah, the largest outlaw biker (laughs) group in Australia was hosting a party in the club that night and let's just say, as I read the entire report, I, 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 I slimmed it down to this. One of the men ended up in the hospital and the other the cops found hogtied with electrical wire. <laughs> just, you know? All right, receiving a report of a man banging on a door at 3.30 in the morning, police responded to a mini-mart in New York. When the officers arrived, they chased the crook uh, through the streets and down an embankment. It wasn't looking good for the crook until both cops going down the embankment slipped and fell rolling down the embankment the crook here said oh wait a minute i've got an opportunity and he decided to crawl up onto the grounds of a large building so up over a uh, a wall kind of like an outer wall and then into the grounds and was going to hide right there here's the deal though this crook needed to have some gps or a map or at least have some awareness because it turned out that he crawled over the outer wall of Sing Sing prison. You just—I'm telling you—we feel like we're living in a movie, and that sounds like the script of a movie. But nope, that was true. Mm-hmm. And the last one today, one of my favorites, uh, Florida, because why not? Because I—you know—we've got to—we've got to talk about Florida man. In this case, it was two Florida men uh, charged with drug trafficking. Uh, let, 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 let me just, I'm gonna skip some of this and go back. Florida authorities say that these two men were pulled over in Santa Rosa County after a trooper clocked them going 95 miles an hour on Interstate 10. Well, the trooper determined that one of the men was a subject of an active felony warrant for violation of probation, and he requested backup as he should. As backup arrived, one of them was a canine. The canine approaching the car alerted to the presence of some type of narcotic in the vehicle. Alrighty. They found the narcotics. Now, I'm going to tell you what the narcotics are before I tell you where they found them. Check this out. They found, because I want you to understand how big this is, they found 75 grams of methamphetamine. By the way, that's a lot. 1.36 kilos of GHB. 1 gram of cocaine. That must have been usage. 3.6 grams of... Pure fentanyl, yep, yeah, that'll kill you, and 15 MDMA tablets along with, you know, paraphernalia and such. Both men were taken into custody and taken to jail where they were charged with trafficking methamphetamine and GHB, three counts of possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Now you go, what is the funny part? I don't see a funny part. Folks, I saw a picture of this. I might throw it on my Twitter. They literally found these drugs in the trunk, in all of this, in one bag, and the bag had a label on it. And the bag said, bag full of drugs. Well, not to be outdone or not to miss the uh, opportunity here, deputies wrote on their Facebook page, Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled bags full of drugs. Our canines can read. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me, and have a topic you'd like me to cover. Or maybe you have a funny police story, which many of you shared with me, thank you, uh, that you'd like to share with me. And I encourage you to email me at, at Solutions.com to give me your thoughts and ideas. Check out my Twitter page at dj underscore offthebeat. Until next time, stay diligent. Stay educated and stay safe.